Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning and welcome. Welcome to Sunday morning here at Essex Church, where this community of Kensington Unitarians has its spiritual home. We're a community created by all who walk through our doors, and all are welcome to join us. Be you male or female, old or young, black or white, gay or straight, or any of the myriad other ways we humans describe ourselves and one another. Whoever you are, and however you are, you're welcome here in this community that encourages you to be yourself, that accepts you as you are. If you're a visitor here today, we extend a special welcome to you. We'd let you know that you're welcome to join us after the service for tea or coffee, and that there's space towards the end of the service uh, where we invite visitors, if you wish, to say a few words to introduce yourself. And today, we're going to celebrate a flower communion together. I think people have either brought a flower or chosen one from the vases as you came in. The bowl here on our central table that people have added those flowers to, that bowl represents our church community. And we, each and every one of us, we're the flowers. So perhaps if you haven't done already, then during our first hymn, you could add your flower or ask someone else to do that for you. Add your flower to our bowl. I was so pleased when I found this responsive reading that I invite you to join in with now. It's on this yellow sheet. It's written by Thomas Rhodes. And it speaks of the variety that we are. And if, if I speak the pieces in, in ordinary print and ask you to join in with the uh, sections in bold... We come in a variety of colours, shapes and sizes. Some of us grow alone. And some of us spread ourselves out wide. Some of us grow low to the ground. And some of us stretch towards the sun. Some of us are prickly sometimes. Some of us smell. And all of us are beautiful. What a bouquet of people we are. <laughs> a lovely, lovely reading. A small, um, a short story, uh, a short, short story now called Using All Your Strength. And this story tells of um, a young boy and his father who were walking together when they came across a really large stone, a boulder, in the middle of the road. Oh, that's dangerous, said the father. That, that needs to be moved. And that, that boy, that youngster, as they often do, said, would you think I could move it with all my strength? Well, if you use all your strength, his father replied, I'm sure you'll be able to. 
And so it was that he put his two hands on that rock and began to push. It was big and it didn't move an inch. So then, instead of pushing that way, he put his back to it and tried to push backwards. And then he tried to pull it. No success. He found a stick, as humans from ancient times did, and tried to use it as a lever. But no, no, even that wasn't effective. You're wrong, said the boy to his father. I can't move it. But you didn't use all your strength, his father replied. I did, I did, I tried as hard as I could. But there was one thing that you didn't do. Well, what was that? You didn't ask me for help, (laughs) said his father with a smile. The essence of someone. It's, it's hard to convey the essence of someone who none of us have met. But when it comes to the life and work of Norbert Chapek, Czechoslovakian Unitarian minister who lived from 1870 to 1942, I think the ceremony that we're enacting today uh, tells us quite a lot about him. He founded the first Unitarian church in his homeland, And the the Prague Congregation of Liberal Religious Fellowship, as it was called, quickly became the largest congregation, Unitarian congregation, in the world, with over 3,000 members. And it was in 1923 that he wrote his flower communion service as, and I quote, a new experiment in symbolizing our liberty and our brotherhood. We here at Essex Church have been recreating our own small group communion services for the last 18 months or so, bringing a new personal meaning to a long-practiced Christian ritual. In mid-Europe, in the 1920s, this was a bold thing to do. Chapek wrote of the meaning of this flower communion. For us, in our Unitarian Brotherhood, the vase is our church organisation. We need it to help us share the beauties and also the responsibilities of communal life in the proper community by giving the best that is in us for the common good. We grow and we are able to do what no single person is able to do. Each of us needs to receive in order to grow up, but each of us needs to give something away for the same reason. It's a quote from Chapek. At the close of the service, each member was to leave, as we're going to do, with a different flower from the one that they brought or the one that they'd um, chosen as they came in. And Chapek said, just as it comes, choosing that flower, without making any distinction where it came from and who it represents, as a public confession that they accepted each other as brothers and sisters without regard to class, race or any other distinction, Acknowledging everybody as our friend who is a human and wants to be good. Well, this message of acceptance and goodwill is quite commonplace for us today here now. It's a message we hear regularly both in Unitarian and many other groupings in 21st century Britain. But in early 20th century Prague, different forces were at work. Chapek had established a new church, and its liberal message was frowned upon. The people taking part in that first and then subsequent flower communions were taking a risk. They were showing their courage. 
This quotation is from a colleague of mine, Andrew Brown. He can rant in a way that I'm, I am not going to be able to do in this lifetime, I'm afraid. And I think he says something really important. So this is Andrew, Minister with Cambridge Unitarians. Taking a flower from this vase is not to engage in some pointless piece of nice, liberal, fluffy bunny stuff and nonsense, but to witness to your real intention to stand up to and face down the fascists, racists, religious and political bigots and extremists that are increasingly finding a place in our European societies. To take a flower is to signal your intention, like Chapek, to become, and this quotation is on the front of your order of service sheet, to become watch men and women standing on the crossroad, warning people not to go back to barbarism and brutality, and at the same time, offering them a new way to be religious in our own age. Powerful words. And I think we can imbue this kind of ceremony with that meaning. What more to tell you, very briefly, of the long life and determined work of Norbert uh, Fabien Chapek. He was born to peasant, uneducated parents in an area that was then known as Bohemia. From an early age, he showed strong religious leanings. And by the age of 18, having served for some years with the local Catholic priest, he rejected the hypocrisies he saw in that um, state religion then of Catholicism, and he became a Baptist. He worked tirelessly as a Baptist minister for many years. He was soon reaching out internationally. I read, for example, this week of a meeting he attended in Berlin in 1910 of the International Council of Religious Liberals. It was attended by a, a 3,000 other delegates from all faiths, faiths from all around the world. I don't know. Do you, as I did, feel a, a sense of poignancy about this detail? 1910, Berlin, 3,000 delegates of all faiths meeting together. So many liberal people meeting in the early years of a century that was then to prove so very dark and harsh. But these were the times that Norbert Chapek lived in, in, in the middle of Europe. He's a, he was a passionate Baptist. He's credited with founding 11 or so churches. But all this time he was becoming more liberal in his views. And it was probably this liberalism that drew him to the attention of the Austrian authorities. And so to escape their persecution, he and his family went to live in the United States in 1914. And then it was there that he discovered Unitarianism, and it was with this new faith that he brought back to Czechoslovakia after the First World War, and that was when his country, Czechoslovakia, had at last won its independence from the Austro-Hungarian Empire, and this was a freedom that uh, Čapek and his wife had campaigned tirelessly for. So that was the faith that they brought back to Czechoslovakia from the United States. And Chapek created then not only the Prague congregation, but a number of institutions based on his ideas about religion. He had about 300 children enrolled in his uh, church school. He ran courses in religious history and philosophy. He ran an extensive counseling program. There was a, a doctor involved in his work. 
Um, they provided marriage counselling, conflict resolution courses, counselling for those suffering the loss of a loved one. This is modern, modern stuff. And his work spread to um, involve the growing of um, Unitarian groups in six other Czechoslovakian towns. Chapek could have chosen to return to the United States as the storm clouds that brought the Second World War loomed ever closer, but he chose to remain with his people and to endure the Nazi invasion of their land. His services apparently had at least two Gestapo officers in attendance, um, but it was not until 1941 that Chapek was arrested for the crime of listening to BBC radio broadcasts on a radio that his congregation had bought for him to celebrate his 70th birthday. He was imprisoned for a year, and he might have been set free had it not been for the murder of the Nazi commandant of the area. And so, instead of being free, Chapek and many, many others were killed in retaliation. He died in a poison gas experiment in Harthouse Castle. So, as we later on will conduct our own flower communion, let's think about Norbert Chapek and the unique individual he was. Let's honour his memory and his commitment to liberal religious expression, his willingness to stand up against tyranny and oppression for that which he knew to be right and true. But let's also, let's also fill this ceremony with a meaning that is relevant for us today. The message, perhaps, that we are all unique. Unique but equal. Truly putting that ideal into practice continues, I think, to be a challenge for everyone. And let's remember, as Andrew Brown so forcibly told us, there are still forces of oppression. There are still voices of tyranny. There are still confusions caused by prejudice and lack of education in our world even here in British society today. Let's be the people who help to heal such divisions through our vision and our commitment. I'll end with just a few more words from Chapek. My conviction is that my life has meaning and purpose if I live in God and for God. Any time I want something only for myself, and any time I hesitate to forgive, tolerate, suffer for truth, or sacrifice for goodness, it is me in separation from God. But any time I want only truth and goodness, and enjoy goodness and truth wherever they appear, any time I roll up my sleeves to start work that will serve the human whole and the world to progress, so that everybody will live and breathe in a better way, it's God in me, who is in all other people in the same way. Then God's spark glimmers in me and is connected with all others in the whole universe as the source and substance of the eternal fire, and that is the fire of God. Words from Norbert Fabian Chapek. So Chapek wrote that the church's task, he felt, must be to place truth above any tradition, spirit above any scripture, freedom above authority, and progress above all reaction. 
And it is in that spirit now that I bless our collection of flowers today. Here, together, in one container. In taking part in this ceremony, we recognize the unique contribution that each person brings to the society in which they live and to the groups to which they belong. Let's give thanks for the wondrous spark of individuality that makes each of us who we are. Let's be grateful for ourselves, however fragile we sometimes feel or how flawed we know ourselves to be. And let's give thanks for one another, the intriguing, irritating, glorious, exasperating folk who share our planet Earth home with us. And let's give thanks for this church community here today. And so as we listen to some music and in your own time, I invite you to come out and to choose a flower and then to sit with that in fellowship. Rest in yourself. Live in the depths of your soul where the divine and the human meet. Turn your heart to the eternal and in the depths of your soul you will find peace. Amen. Our world needs us now to live fully, love open-heartedly, Give generously and speak courageously. For together we know that our hearts and our hands and our voices can truly make a difference. And may this be so for the greater good of all. Amen. Go well and blessed be.